Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hear Me See Me podcast is sponsored by Zenoti, the number one cloud software for salons and spas. Because when people feel good, they find their greatness. I am Stuart Roberts, and I'm really excited to introduce my new podcast, Hear Me See Me. It's just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. I'd had this idea after being inspired by a guy in America I'd seen cutting hair on the streets and seeing the difference it made to the guys who were there. This is more than a job. This is a calling. Hello, this is Stuart from Hear Me, See Me podcast. Today I've got um, a wonderful guest. I say that every time. That's I've got to found a new word because wonderful I use for everyone, but uh, this particularly wonderful young lady because I, uh, I just saw this picture of her on Instagram strutting her stuff on the catwalk with her prosthetic legs <laughs> and it just blew me away the confidence the sass it was it was amazing so today I want to talk to Stacey Paris how are you my girl I'm great thank you how are you <laughs> I'm very good um so without ado take me straight into it take me Let's go right back to Stacey, the little Stacey in the hay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I love it. It's really funny when people try and do my accent because nobody can do it. No, I, yeah, we think we can. <laughs> that, that, people try to do mine and they sound like Australians when they do mine. <laughs> oh, I just can't do accents. I never try. I'm so bad at them. So let's go back to little Stacey in the Highlands then. What 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 was she like? Um a bit of a hedonistic party girl. If I'm being honest, if there was a party I was there. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean I don't think I'd be doing it. I think um I'm a little bit past the going out every night. Because I don't know how I did it. You know, I there'd be somewhere to go every night around here. So I would do it and then I'd be either at uni or I'd be working in a bar. Um, I worked in the same bar as my brother, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> so, so tell me more about how, um, you know, it come about with the modelling and, and how did that start? Well, that kind of started because smack bang in the middle of that and right before I decided to go back into studying again, um, I had a bit of a horrible time of it with um, I lost my legs. Um, I always say it so... <laughs> sort of matter-of-factly, yeah. but it was 
it was a really horrible time. It was lots of times um, in hospital and um, in surgery, and it didn't happen for me sort of like, oh, it was an accident and I lost my leg. No, no, it was not. It was 20-something operations and um, a lot of near-death experiences and um, a lot of kind of my mum being told she might not make it, you might, you might have to say bye to her. And my mum was like, nah, she'll be fine. You know, she's coming through this and that's what kind of caught the attention of people. And somebody once said to me, you're not going to model with no legs. And I was like, ah, no, watch me. <laughs> That's me. I'm probably the most stubborn person you're ever going to meet. And if someone says to me, you're not going to do that, yeah, I'm going to do it. So I'm just going to grab my biscuits for a second. <laughs> Life is better with a biscuit. <laughs> it is, but, you know, I'm also... Um, I'm also a diabetic yeah. and my blood sugar just um, it decides it wants to go, haha, we're just going to go low at the yeah. most opportune moments, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, so what, what? when did you first become unwell? How old was you when you first become unwell with him? Mm, that was about 2009 is when it started. Right. That was probably one of the worst because not only did I get really ill, they were like, ah, it's, yeah, it's a routine uh, sort of toe amputation. Uh, wasn't the greatest thing because I woke up just after my operation, and they were like, oh, yeah, um, we're going to have to amputate your toe. And and I woke up in, in intensive care. Right. All these sort of machines and things around me, and they were like, we don't really know what happened, but we think you've got sepsis. Like, hey, fantastic, brilliant. Is that stuff a, that is a, a modern day killer now and it sepsis is such a big thing now I mean I'd never heard of it before no, it's, it's more of a yeah it's more of a sort of modern day thing I'm sure it's it's always been around but it just seems to be the thing that you hear a lot of now yeah I mean I had had never heard of it and I, I woke up in this bed with all these machines around me and I had had a tracheostomy so I couldn't speak um it was yeah I I didn't realize how serious it was because I'd never heard of it and because I was on a lot of drugs and you know kind of just trying to get used to like oh okay right cool didn't realize how sick I was at the time and from there, it just kept going, and there was more and more um, operations and surgeries, and then there was a leg amputation, and 
it was just, I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea um, at the time that it was going to end up in me losing both of my legs. Yeah. Luckily, the second amputation wasn't as bad. It was sort of like just something that I had to go through. Mm. Um, and that is kind of the way I look at it because it wasn't great. It wasn't good at all. But it sort of became what was, my blood test meter. Oh, is it? What yeah. was so what was the initial thing? What 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 did you lose that first what was you in for that first to have that toe amputated? Was that to do with your diabetes or no. Um basically if I hadn't have had it was just sort of didn't realise that I'd had this really bad flesh eating bug. Um and I never knew I had that because I was absolutely fine as far as I knew. Mm. And I came back from a holiday with this fleshy and bug. Right. And yeah. That's what they told me anyway. Was it, it wasn't uh, necrotizing fasciitis, was it? Mm-hmm. It was. Wow. I, I, didn't re- I didn't know. I didn't know. As I said, I wanted to hear your story firsthand, so I didn't, I didn't, because I've, I, it's only I'm saying that because a friend of mine had it. He went in for a bowel operation, and I've, I've seen it, I've seen it firsthand, and he, he it started in his thigh, and the nurses were saying he just had a temperature, but he was screaming in agony. His wife made someone come because they kept saying it's just it's just how he is uh it happened to be a young doctor who knew about it came past drew got a pen and drew around it and he said i've got to make some phone calls if it gets bigger than that circle come and get me um which it did and she come and got him and he took him straight to surgery and he he he, he lost a piece of his thigh boys well, most of his thigh you know, and I visited him in hospital, and I, cu- I couldn't believe it. It came from this small thing, and it yeah, I, I didn't know that. So that's that. It, it's it's a terrible, terrible um, infection, isn't it? I I'd, I'd never heard of necrotizing fasciitis before. Yeah, and I think they tried to sort of downplay it. Yeah. You know, they were kind of like, this uh, This is not good. And, uh, yeah, I was just kind of woke up in this hospital and um, I, was, I couldn't speak and lying in a bed. It was, they kind of told me, sort of like, it was, it was really, really serious and, you know, they're like, you're in intensive care in hospital, just, huh. you know, to stay still. And and um, they were like, you're really, really like, unwell, and but you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just had to get better. Yeah. Um, it, it just sort of 
going and going and going. And it just sort of took over my life. Yeah. <laughs> they did something probably really good for me. In fact, really, really good for me because they said, um, you, know, you might never be able to walk again. You know, you walk on AD. And I was like, I might not be able to do this. Yeah, I'm going to do this. That's yeah. fine. And it was when they said, you're never going to walk again. I was like, that be fine. Be fine. Yeah. And the minute they said that, I was like, "No, I'll be fine. That'll walk again. Don't tell me. Don't tell me that. I'll be. I'll be great." But it it was. There's not a good thing to tell me because I am the most stubborn little person that if someone tells me I'm not going to do it, I'm like, "Yeah, all right." And when they told me, you're not going to be able to do it. And I was like, who's not going to be able to do it? Don't tell me that. <laughs> That's the Scottish in you. Mm. <laughs> My dad was Scottish. <laughs> and he had a stubborn streak to the day he died. <laughs> I can really recognise that in you. Nobody ever tells me. I'm not going to be able to do something because it's not it's not a good thing to tell me because the the first time they told me that I was just like <laughs> yeah no I'm 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 going to be fine yeah. and they were like yeah no this is really serious this is this is good this is but yeah it kept going and going and going and yeah. Did you so you 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 had twenty two operations? Yeah, it was delightful. <laughs> Not good. Um, I didn't realise sort of this thing where I remember being in hospital, but I am um, kind of like you know, mm, what 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 am I going to do now? And I kind of been, you know, as quite. I don't know what I'm going to do. have to do something. And I decided I didn't really know. I didn't really. But after that, I went to college and I did, at college, I did, was doing biochemistry. Yeah. So I was, um, I did, Went to university and it just sort of got worse and worse and worse. And I was really, really unwell. Yeah. As one of these people that it was not something I ever thought I was going to do. You know, they were sort of like, I mean, I was a mature student. <laughs> When I say mature, I was not mature. <laughs> not mature. At the age of, how old was you then? Um, what age was I? I was 28 right. when I decided I wanted to go to university. And I had absolutely no idea what in the hell I was doing. You know, I'm, I'm sitting in sort of the induction week 
in this big lecture hall with all these like 18, 19 year old, few older people. And I'm like, I am a. <laughs> okay, I got, I got this. I can do it. I, I can, I can do this. I can do this. Um, and I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Absolutely no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what I wanted to do. No idea if I could actually do this or not. Still don't really have any idea what I'm doing. Um, so I, you know, just started making my way through uni um, and taking all these classes and realised I was actually quite intelligent and yeah. I was... Hmm. It was the best way to try and explain because I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I was just, I'd always wanted to go to uni. Yeah. You know, I realised that I was actually really intelligent and it was like, like, I can do this. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm smart. I can do this. Yeah. Let's do it. And it was a lot of fun. Um, don't actually really know how I got into the whole university and modelling thing. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was difficult. It was not something I'd ever really see myself doing. Yeah. Um, when I was at school... I was one of those, um, one of those kids that I was really badly bullied at school. I was one of those ones that the teachers were like, you know, you know, she's never going to do it. And I was always in trouble. I was like the class clown. I just yeah. mucked out at school. And because I was bullied... I I used humour yeah. and bad behaviour to sort of get through the bullying. Yeah. And it was awful. School was not somewhere I wanted to be. No. It was horrible. Never really knew. There was an option to go to uni and to do, you know, biology at uni and, you yeah. know, to do all this creative stuff where um, I laugh about it, but it was bloody awful. Was it? Yeah, it was. I'm trying to put a sort of... In, in a sort of nice and light and happy way, is not a happy person. Yeah. I ended up being at uni and sort of trying to find my way through that and still no idea what I wanted to do. Mm. I hadn't really thought about it before, but when I got the chance to go to uni, that's, that was kind of, that was, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I was the first girl in my family to go to uni. Was you? And yeah, and 
I didn't know what I was doing. I was blagging it. I blagged it my way through the whole thing. Fake it to make it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I think I'm still doing that. I'm, <laughs> we all. Um, yeah. But because I was so unwell, because yeah. I ended up losing my legs, mm. because... After I was at university, or when I, just before I went to university, I should say, after I graduated college, um, it was strange. Graduated top of my class in college. Brilliant. Um, like, kind of thinking, huh, mm, I'm not that stupid after all, am I? And... Got to college and that was a whole other world. I was like, oh, mm, huh. I'm kind of sitting in this classroom and, you know, I was like, hmm. And I was like, okay. Like, we can do this. We can do this. And I'm sitting there, oh, no, I can't do this. Oh, my God, I can't do this. And it was weird because I ended up being at university, going through this whole thing where I was in and out of hospital, I was in and out of surgery, I was juggling surgery, recovery, uni, modelling, um, I was juggling, <laughs> I was juggling, um, I mean, the way I got through uni, I funded it by working gigs at the weekend. Yeah. With um, with this guy called Danny, like, and we had no idea if we could do it. It was, <laughs> it was just a bit of fun, really. And somebody had told me I couldn't model because I had no legs, and that was. That was the thing that started it all because you don't tell me I can't do something and you don't tell me I can't do it because I have no legs. It had never really occurred to me that people were going to look at me, you know, and be like, Poor girl, what do you do? And it was really annoying. Um, I mean, even when I was in uni, I stuck it like a sore thumb. Nobody else was really like me and nobody, apart from my mum, believed I could do it. Yeah. And I just kept blagging it, really. Yeah. I just kept, <laughs> I just kept seeing what would happen, really. And the modelling became this huge thing yeah. because nobody like me had ever done it. Yeah, you know, nobody had. Like just kind of kicked it off and being like, yeah, no, nobody, um, like fashion brands and like magazines and like people and designers 
because I had no legs. Yeah. Like, I, eh, nobody thought I could do it. Yeah. And I was like, hey, hello, I'm here. Let's keep doing this. And Hold my coat. <laughs> I'm going to do this. <laughs> It was mad. It was this thing that <laughs> um, this thing that just sort of blew out of proportion and you know took me to be <laughs> I was the model with no legs. It sounds like a it sounds like a poison chalice. And and what interests me is um, that from you say from being a nobody, which you're not, you're 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 far from a nobody. You are really are somebody because you know you've you've been through so much. You you fighting spirits there. Your mum sounds like an amazing like strong part of your life that you you really rely on your mum. Um, and it's almost that thing that it sounds like it built you up this almost like this false persona of yeah. with no legs, but it, it's not it's not tangible because it's not really like the the you inside. It's almost like um, um, a, a superhero, <laughs> you know. But you're not really the superhero, are you? It's just that it's not you. It's not essentially you, is it? No. It was, I mean, wasn't just my mum. It was my nana. Like, my nana was this. She was a force to be reckoned with. Force of nature. Yeah. She was this little Irish woman that you just didn't mess with <laughs> and the two of them were forces to be reckoned with yeah. and I think the one thing that was really good about that is that it made me really strong <laughs> it made me crazy but it made me really strong as well and so, how how long did you do that for? How long how long was you doing the modelling for? Hmm. A few years, actually. It was yeah. very strange because it wasn't really something that that I wasn't this like you know the whole modelling career was built on this thing that everybody was like dreamt of being a model and I didn't yeah. I just was like hey yeah let's do this yeah. and it sort of became this whole huge thing <laughs> which was so much fun and <clears throat> I don't know how I actually managed to do it but I had sort of thought to myself, you know, like, I'm just a normal person. Yeah. I'm just this, this girl and, you know, 
yeah, let's see where this goes. Like, my mates thought it was mental. <clears throat> I was just this, like, crazy, clueless, party girl, who decided, yeah, let's go uni, let's model, let's do that. And it became big. It was weird. Yeah. I had so many good things going. I had so many, you know, photographers that would be like, they are, and, you know, the photographers were, um, I also, believe it or not, the one of the photographers that I worked with absolutely unreal photographers Damien McGillicuddy I can never say his name Damien McGillicuddy and he's also an amputee as well Right. it was like nobody had ever thought we could do it and his work is unreal he's amazing and there was another photographer called John Gray as well and um, there was also I had no idea what my style was like I you know I didn't people just threw me into this high fashion you can do this modelling and you know they sort of threw me into who I was they sort of threw me into, you're a model, that's really cool. And, you know, what's what's your style? And I was like, I don't really know. I was like, I have no idea what my style is. Yeah. And, and it was cool because people just told me what it was. Because nobody had ever done it before, it was huge, you know. I had all of these news reports and like magazines and TVs, like news reports, and it was funny, but it was cool. Yeah. And it was like, how do you be a double amputee model? Hmm, don't know. But kill, let's go just do this. Yeah. But it had never really been done before. Have you have you walked have you walked away from that now? Is it like do you still no. do of 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 uh, the modelling? Well, <clears throat> it's still something I love doing. Yeah. It's still a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And it was it was great because all of these people that I met, all of these amazing photographers and all of these like cool fashion designers and makeup artists and they kind of sort of helped me realise who I was. Yeah, because <laughs> When I decided I was going to do this, it was 
because somebody told me I couldn't. <clears throat> and I had no idea. And all of these people sort of molded or helped me mold myself because I <clears throat> I met these people and I got thrown into this wonderful and uh, it was great. It was like, you know, like, here's some clothes. Here's photographers and here's some, I don't know, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Would you say, so you said like you didn't really know who you were or what your style was. Do you feel no. like you found out that now, found out who you are now? I am this strong, stubborn, tough, like, you know, someone tells me I can't do it, I'm going to do it. I mean, the modelling kind of gave me the confidence, um, hmm, but I don't really think, I don't know if the image, you know, the modelling, yeah. I did that. That was cool. Nobody ever did it before. Mm. Um, the modelling was, it was me wanting to show that people like me could do it. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it was actually so, so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. And my mum as well, she was like, Huh? <laughs> and all of my friends as well. Have you got any regrets? Have I got any regrets? No. Because I threw myself into this yeah. and it sort of made me this really stubborn, strong, tough person. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot of fun. And you told me earlier about travelling. Have you? Is it something you love? Oh, uh, <laughs> that travelling. That was another thing. That, when I did it, nobody ever really saw me as, you know, they, they look at me as, you know, you're a traveller, cool, how you doing? They look at me as legs. And... It's so weird. You have to sort of make your own way with that because you're an amputee. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying thinking about all of this stuff that this little small town girl that nobody ever thought could do anything became the world's the first double amputee fashion model and you know like I was being interviewed on BBC World like I went round the world I was like being told by people you know oh oh like 
one of my friends who works in travel came to me and was like, what are you doing in Turkey? And I was like, what? And he's like, I was in Turkey. And, you know, Turkish media are going, this double amputee model. And I'm like, I've never been to Turkey. Still haven't. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, they know who you are. And I'm like, hmm, that's weird. It's a weird thing um, that people thinking they know you and they don't know you. No. <laughs> I had I had an image created for me. And it was great because I was showing them that someone that was like me could do it. Yeah. And then I had no idea what they were saying about me. I couldn't understand them. Mm. Um, I had Italian media, I had French. Um, I had this thing that just sort of went around the world. And, yeah. And, you know, I actually realised that this year they were still doing it. And it was mad. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, hey, yeah, it's me. And, <laughs> but hey, I had a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. And because I was an amputee, like you said, um, you saw me on this catwalk. Yeah. And it's funny, though, that image that I saw that people imagine a person is different to the person I'm speaking to, which is so common, isn't it, in this world, that the image isn't the person. And sometimes it's hard to look at the image and think, that's not me. Have you, have you, have you come across that before when, you know, you're thinking, I don't know what you're talking about, but that, you're not really talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> It was an image. It wasn't me. It was an image because I lost my legs. And the crazy thing was a lot of, a lot, a lot of people with disabilities found me and found me through the modelling and found me through the media and that was cool. That was the yeah. Best bit because you know, people um, still come to me and they're like, Huh, oh, yeah, you're cool, you're a model. And yeah, they were like, I want to be a model. And I was like, Go for it, yeah. Um, creative, but these people with disabilities that are coming to me and that they are tra turning into models or they're, <laughs> they're becoming models and they're becoming designers and things like that <laughs> and I'm like I'm sitting there going my god these people are amazing yeah. and, and that's not how the world sees them but the world sees them as disabled people yeah. And um, I hate that. <laughs> because by doing what you do and being how you are, you can inspire a lot of people. 
and that's that's good. That's the good that can come out of bad, and it that you can yeah. you can help, and it's 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 helping someone from the same point of view, you know. Um, I do a lot of work with people with addictions and things like that, and it's because I've I'm been through it that I can actually talk to someone and you know like and a view with you being the amputee another amputee will just draw to you because they you can't learn this stuff in a book can you you know it's like you you, you have to live it to know about it yeah <clears throat> because um a lot of people that I meet in the, the fashion industry you know they're not the same as me. They're beautiful, but they're rich. You know, I walk, I walk into, they're, be, they're rich, they're beautiful, they're glamorous, and, you know, I think the media made me out to be something I wasn't. I get. I'm getting that feeling that that, that it, I'm getting that feeling that that it it created something that wasn't you because you you like you know the world that you're in you know you're you're from a small town and you're a, a Scottish country girl and you but you're tough and you, but I can imagine it running away and not being you know it's almost like a a runaway train, you know, <laughs> you can't control. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. It was something that I didn't realise would open lots of doors for people. Yeah. Um, because... Disabled people were models. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, for me, the one thing I don't get is why. I don't understand it. I am, um, the media created this storm. Yeah. The media, I mean, they were amazing. It was fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had so many stories about me. Yeah, and everything was good. They were all lovely about me. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was actually one story uh, in a paper, and. Oh, it was cool because I had these gorgeous photos. Like like I said, all these amazing photographers that I worked with, I had gorgeous photos. And they were they were in papers and stuff. <laughs> but because I was the amputee, that's why the media ran it. And one of the stories in the media once was like, here's Stacey Paris at Passion Fashion Week with Alexa Chung. And I looked at the photo. It wasn't me. 
<laughs> the fall is it actually what that I've never been at Paris Fashion Week. And I'm going, that's not me. <laughs> I've never met Alexa Chong. They never met the truth getting away with a good story. <laughs> I was just like, okay, where do we go from here? <laughs> it was amazing. So where where do we go from here? Where where how's the future looking for you now? My future. What I want to do is I'm a uni now. I want to finish uni. Yeah. I want to go do a masters. Yeah. <laughs> My dog's itching herself behind her, and I'm like, <laughs> um, I actually. Me want to go do I'm, I want <laughs> I want to go do a masters yeah. in stem cell engineering for regenerative medicine. Right, so that's the plan. Yeah, and after that, <laughs> yeah. I want to go do a PhD in tissue engineering. First stem cell engineering. I want to do like I want to do really clever things. I want to go into education, and I want to be smart. And I don't care if people think I'm smart. People don't think I'm smart. Um, too relevant, isn't it? Yeah, I want to go and help people yeah that is the important thing for me yeah because everything i've ever done the cool thing about it is that it's helped people i want to be a smart cool strong person i think you already are <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you know, I've never wanted to be one of these people that has wanted to be rich or has wanted to be, you know, yeah. the model life. It's not me. I came back to a small town and I was like, yeah, that's what I was. I came back to a small town with my friends and I was like right cool we're gonna do uni we're gonna do this we're gonna do all this and I was like I'm not glamorous mm. but I'm clever well Stacey I I don't doubt that you won't achieve all those things I'm sure you will because uh, that Scottish determination's run through you and um You've, you've been through so much already and it's not stopped you, has it? So the evidence is there that uh, you will achieve that stuff. And, um, yeah, I want to thank you for sharing your time with me today and I've really enjoyed it. You you know, people, life throws stuff at you, but it's how you deal with it, you know. And um, I think, as you say, you're going to help a lot of people. You know, that is what 
that's what people don't realize that <laughs> it's the whole disability thing and I have so many amazing um um amazing friends now yeah because of the media um I have my friend, um, I don't know if you know him, I have a friend, Dan White. Amazing guy. And Dan is, (laughs) Dan is an author. Dan is a fighter. And him and his daughter, Emily, she is one hell of a girl. She is... Um, okay, so he's a carer for his disabled daughter, Emily, right. who is an activist, uh, a teenage activist, and uh, one hell of a person. Yeah. And she's amazing. And you, you should look them up. She's and I have my friend Charlotte. My friend Charlotte Henshaw, she's an <laughs> she's a Paralympian and there's my friend Jack Ayers <laughs> who's a double who's an above knee amputee and he was um, <laughs> he was Mr England and he was a model now he's an athlete yeah and uh, I love seeing all these people yeah. like achieve things and do bloody amazing things. Yeah. And use their disabilities to do things like that. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I don't feel like I have achieved what I'm going to achieve. And I don't think people think disabled people can achieve these things. Yeah. Bugs the hell out of me. Like, uh, you're gonna prove them wrong, aren't you? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't doubt. Yeah. (laughs) I am. Well, Stacey, I've got. We've come to the sort of hour now, so I've got to wrap it up. But it's been a pleasure. And uh, we've got to keep in touch. I want to. I want to. I want to see all that's going for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Cheers, Stacey. Thank you. Bye. It's just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people. Some of the people that work in some of these places, many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. This is more than a job, this is a calling.